Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy For Me and I'm going to put it out there before we even start. It's going to get a little bit ranty before we get to the end. Now, that's not particularly surprising. I know you know that and it's been fairly chill for a few weeks, a bit zen for a few weeks so it's probably, I'm probably about due but I've just hit that point this week and there's some stuff that I just felt I needed to say because if not I was just going to carry it around for the rest of the weekend. So we'll get to that in due course but not before we've had a little bit of twangy guitar. <laughs> I fear I may be getting a little bit obsessional about something, and of course that's not going to surprise you in the slightest, but um, I was determined um, I was determined to cut the lawn before the end of February, which I did. I did, I did it yesterday, so it, it got in before my end of uh, February deadline. Why I'd set myself a self-imposed deadline of cutting lawns by the end of February, I've absolutely no idea. I can't begin to justify it. I, I can't actually put an argument behind it in, in reality. Um, I've been watching it for a few days dry out, thinking, will I get a chance to do this? And I'm never happier than when I'm I'm in, a, I'm in that cycle of cutting the lawn. And I know it's going to be a couple of weeks before I need to do it again, but somehow there's just something in the whole thing. I mean, aside from the fact that it's one of those jobs that there's a sense of achievement. You know, you start off and you have a lawn that looks bedraggled, and by the time you finish, you have a lawn that looks neater. So it absolutely plays into all of my things. It plays into my OCD. It plays into my thing of actually achieving something. I like the fact that I've got a rough idea of how long it will take, uh, and I know at the end of that 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 things will look neater and there'll be a sense of order and I'll feel better for all of that that stuff so so it plays into a lot of my sort of uh, foibles and neuroses why i particularly feel the need to have the lawns cut before the first of march i haven't got a clue i haven't got a clue i can't begin to tell you what drove that but for whatever reason this year i felt that was something i absolutely needed to do before we got to the first of march now maybe it's I'm persuading myself that we're getting closer to spring. Maybe I'm persuading myself that we're getting closer to the nice weather. Maybe I'm just looking forward to a, a summer of being outside, you know, kicking back, uh, drinking the garden, reading a book. I don't know. But for whatever reason, I was determined that I was going to start that process. So um, so I, both lawns were cut, um, edged both the lawns as, uh, as well, uh, managed to fill the brown uh, the brown garden waste bin, which they've started collecting already. All powers Kirtley's council, so um, so so it's all it's all working and it's all kind of proceeding to plan. Um, but if there's if you can answer me what that compulsion is, if you can tell me why I feel this way over that particular task, I would love to find out. Not because I want to change my, my behaviour. I think I'm quite. I'm actually quite happy with it i quite like it i'm not i'm not in a rush to change it but it's nice to understand it just a little bit more tuesday there's an argument that some of the things that have come about because of lockdown um are an improvement and we've talked a lot about this and we've talked about bits of life that are nice and things that have, have, have been enjoyable and what have you but 
part of it is, um, I, I guess when we started to think that we were going to have to do everything through a screen, then you put yourself in a situation where you say, okay, well, we can do meetings on Zoom or on Teams or whatever it is, and it's an approximation of the thing that we did before, and we can, we've, we've kind of found a way of making them work. We've gone into relatively short sessions, um, you know, and we've found a, a, a way of making of making either one-to-one meetings or multiple meetings, multiple-person meetings work, and it's not that far away now whether we're more or less productive we can argue about uh and, and and certainly i don't think anybody would suggest that this should replace human interaction but the fact is we've learned to adapt and we've we've changed things what i've not seen necessarily in terms of working from home has been um where we've actually developed past where we've started doing things that are somehow an improvement on the way we did before because of the, because of the way you know we do them so um i mean you could argue that the days are better when there's no commute and you could argue um that that you know we maybe some things are are um you know more streamlined or we are more productive but in reality a lot of a lot of it's been about trying to you know find an alternative way of doing something rather than necessarily improving um, the reason why I mention that is because I watched uh, I watched Josh today um, have a German lesson, have a virtual German lesson, and they were they were playing a game. They were playing they'd get they'd gamified vocab effectively. So what they were doing was they they, they were uh, a word would pop up on screen, and then you'd have four German words, and you would have to identify the the correct translation. So and this was it was it was occupation. So it would say um you know surgeon or it would it, you know or it would say doctor or it would say any 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 I'm going to pick too many ones but it would say any number of these things and you'd have four words that all be color coded and he'd have to pick he'd have to pick the word and it was against the clock and at the same time in the corner of the screen there was a you know what looked like a um a race looked like a um, um the, the old kind of race night things so everybody who was currently playing there's about 8 to 10 of them who were playing on on the you know within this lesson they each had an icon and every time you got an answer right you moved closer towards the finish line and you know i watched i watched him play a couple of these games and i thought to myself do you know what that's actually something that you couldn't do in class. That would not have worked in a classroom environment in the same way that it was working with a sense of urgency and, and with a sense of excitement that it was actually working on screen. So, it, you know, it was. it's nice that we've started, you know, certainly in the educational world, it looks like they've started thinking about, well, actually, we can improve here. We can do things that we couldn't do before. Yes, of course, it's, it doesn't make up for teaching kids um, the, the way that we prefer to teach kids, which is all in one space. But but if you're a little bit creative, you can come up with something that's that's you know that's an improvement on essentially maybe an alternative way of doing of doing vocab and getting that sense of excitement and what have you. And I watched it; I thought it was absolutely great. Now, it, the the reason why I mentioned it in terms of school is because we had um, we had his parents' evening as well, and it was a virtual parents' evening. But if you've done one of these parents' evenings, they're now like it's almost like a speed dating thing because what happens is you go online and you book as you would always have done. You wouldn't be able to see every one of his teachers, so you'd pick out sort of six or seven teachers that you know, and you and you'd say right, we'd like to speak to these ones. So you'd speak to maths and English and science, and you'd pick a few others, and you'd end up with six. I think we had 
six or seven or eight, whatever. And it was probably eight actually. We had eight, we had eight, eight meetings set up. But what happens is um, you're on screen. And and the first meeting comes up and you effectively you hit go and that teacher appears on screen in front of it. You have five minutes and then it's gated at five minutes. And as soon as it cuts off after five minutes, you then move to the next one and then you get five minutes with that teacher and it's gated and then you move to the next. And it and it really was like a speed a speed dating kind of variant of, of, of a parent's evening. And it was actually it was actually quite exciting. It was, I mean, you know, the. I mean, you never normally know what to say in those scenarios anyway. And if you sat down with a teacher for 10 minutes and you, and, and they start off and within three minutes they've told you everything's okay, you kind of sat there trying to trying to work out what to do next. But this had that sense of urgency. And, and of course, what happens is, is the clock counts down. Then the colour changes at the top of the screen to warn you that you're getting towards the end of your time. So you get this thing where you start off fairly slow and then you realise there's questions or they want to tell you a bit more and you're then counting down and absolutely at zero. They disappear and you move on to the next one. So I'm not saying that's necessarily um, a better way of doing it, but it's certainly a change on it and it certainly focused the mind in terms of the conversation. And I must admit, I was quite impressed. Wednesday. We beat Aston Villa tonight. We beat Aston Villa 1-0. Um, I'm not going to tell you it was a classic. It was absolutely, by the end, it was a bodies-on-the-line performance by um, by United just to get the, the three points. Um, you know, Aston Villa have got a, a, a great squad. Um, I mean, for a team that was, uh, you know, literally stayed up by a point last year, um, they've improved massively over the uh, over the summer, including the fact that two of the guys they signed we were after, and I could see how they would have made a huge difference to our team. Um, but I I enjoyed it because they're one of the teams that I like to beat, um, and this is the. This is the weird thing about football. There are certain clubs that it's hard to really, you know, you, you can't really say why it is, but there are certain teams you just don't like and therefore you don't like losing to them and you really like beating of them. Some teams I'm not... So for argument's sake, if we if we play and lose to Crystal Palace, I, I can't say I don't like losing, but I'm not going to tell you that it grates that we've lost to Crystal Palace, but I hate losing to Aston Villa. I hate losing to uh, to West Ham. I absolutely hate losing to you know to Leeds United. Um, you know I hate losing to Wednesday, um, but I don't mind losing to Barnsley in quite the same way, and I don't mind losing to I don't like losing to Nottingham Forest, um, and I, and I can't tell you why that necessarily is, um, but they're just teams that. For whatever reason, if you're a Sheffield United fan, you just don't like losing to that team. I hate losing to Millwall. Millwall's a team I hate losing to. Uh, and some of it is, is down to what they do on the pitch. Some teams just aren't very nice on the pitch. Some of it is just down to, um, you know, the fact that, I, I mean, Leeds United can't can't stop telling you how much of a big club they are. You know, Sheffield Wednesday can't stop telling you how much of a big club they are. And I, and I think Villa are a little bit a little bit the same. I don't know. I just you know, and and, if, and I'm going to annoy a lot of different people who support those teams. And fine, I'll have to live with it. But I just you know, they the just if you're a football fan, you find yourself in a situation where there's half a dozen, eight, ten clubs you'd really just do not like losing to, and you really enjoy beating. So it was it was nice to beat 
um, Villa tonight. Um, were we the better side on the night? That's a tough call. Um, did we put the ball in the back of the net? Yes. Did we play with an intensity? Um, you know, did did we want it more than they did tonight? We absolutely did. Irrespective of whether you thought we were the better side or not, did we want it more than they did? Yes, we did. When we beat Man United, we wanted it more than they did. And there's been plenty of games where other teams have wanted it more than us. But tonight, we wanted it more than than, than Villa. And I just think that was a yeah, that was just a brilliant, brilliant. Now, of course, I could now go on a rant about a ridiculous sending off for Phil Jagielka. Um, because... It was nonsense. It was absolutely nonsense. But I'm going to leave it um, because I probably will come back to VAR at some point because it is. It, it, I'm not a fan. I don't think it's. I think it's sucking all the enjoyment out of the game. Uh, I'd rather, on balance, I don't know whether we we've done well by it or done badly by it. And I take the argument that these things even themselves out over the course of the year. Well, if they do even themselves out over the course of the year, then let's just scrap it. Because in reality, I don't think the decisions it's making are actually any better. And if we end up with a situation, and by the way, this was against Villa as well, where we have a situation with the ghost goal where the ball is clearly over the line and, and, and technology doesn't overturn then overturn that, then I don't see the net benefit of, of technology if I'm being you know, if I'm being absolutely certain. But it's a sweet moment tonight. And I'm thoroughly enjoying the victory. Thursday. Obviously, it was the budget yesterday, and um, and and I could go either way on bits in the budget and whether they're a good thing or a bad thing. Um, and, and I don't really want to get too too deep into um, to that. What I what I want to talk about is. Um, why we can't be honest about things that we should be being honest about. Um, if you freeze, um, if you freeze the income tax bands, so as natural inflation and price and wage rises kick in, more people end up paying tax or are moved into different tax bands. Then that's a tax rise. Um, if you made a manifesto promise that you wouldn't raise taxes and you think that you can generate revenue by freezing tax bans, which is exactly what the Chancellor thinks he can do, then that's a tax rise. And you should just call it for what it is. And the reason why it's annoyed me so much is that I think you could be forgiven for going to the country and saying, look, bearing in mind the last year, Bearing in mind what had to be done to keep everybody afloat, to try and protect the economy, to try and save lives, to to do all of that balancing act. You could go and say, look, all bets are off with the manifesto. We're going to have to, at some point, work out a way um, of recouping some of of the money we've spent. So therefore, we can't, we're going to have to move away from that promise that we wouldn't raise taxes. But to think that you can get away with that by by saying it's not a tax rise, it's just we're just messing with the income tax bans, is is really disingenuous. 
and you need to be more honest with people and you need to you need to just say you know just say it how it is just you know it it is a tax rise that's what it is and it's a tax rise for these reasons now look i can go either way on whether we it's the right thing to be doing now you know i i think there's a very strong argument to say that you shouldn't be doing anything that potentially takes demand out of the economy and if you are effectively looking at a situation where people will take home less cash then you are taking money out of the economy um you know money is like manure it's only any good if you're spreading it about so um i i, I personally i don't buy into the the, you know the conservative philosophy that says you should start paying back as soon as you possibly can i don't i've never thought the austerity message or the austerity plan made any sense and i think the worst time that you try and you know the worst time to pay back money is 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 you know is when we're in a situation where we are now um but whether you believe the the things i believe or whether you believe that fiscal responsibility comes from you know balancing the household budget which is a ridiculous analogy when you're talking about the country but anyway um bless her we've got maggie to thank for that but um irrespective of what you the way you think about that be honest about what you're doing you're raising taxes that's what you're doing over the course of this parliament you are raising taxes we don't know what the effect of brexit's going to be but the chances are it will put push prices up you know, there is going to be duty paid on goods coming into the country that wasn't there before. There's going to be extra costs of shipping that you know weren't there before. COVID has brought about extra costs of shipping and moving goods around, which means there's going to be inflation. If goods cost more and you are taking home less, or if your wages stay in the same and goods are, co- are are costing more, your ability to 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 buy the same things is is compromised. Therefore, it's a tax rise. That's just what it is. So treat us like grown-ups and just and, and, and just tell us what you're doing. Friday. I warned you at the beginning that I was gonna get ranty and I'm 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 gonna get ranty. Um I'm annoyed and I'm angry and I'm frustrated because more people aren't annoyed and angry and frustrated and it all seems to have come about it all seemed to come about yesterday um for, for whatever reason a number of things just happened yesterday that i've have just made my my you know blood boil to a certain extent and i can't i can't believe that it's only me i can't believe it's only me that is seeing this and hearing this and finding it impossible not to react to it. So let's let's go with number one. Let's go with Pretty Patel. Um, you know my feelings on Pretty Patel. Um, um, you know I, I think I, I I I don't rate her as a politician, and I think I think that she's a you know a very questionable human being with very questionable values. Um, and that's before we start talking about her intellect, but. She bullied a man out of his job. And you could say, well, we don't know that. Well, we do know that. Because they've just paid him they've just paid off a senior civil servant three hundred and fifty thousand pounds with taxpayers' money to make a problem go away. 
how how what how does that even work? How do we even get there? How isn't that not a breach of the ministerial code? Why 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 have we found ourselves in a situation where that is allowed to happen, and that's perfectly normal, and that's perfectly fine? Um, same day, money is announced. Money that was going to be put into renewal areas. Um, you know, money that's been found for theoretically the poorest areas of the country. We've talked about this a little bit in the past. Newark got a load of money before Robert Jenry's constituency. There's been more information come out about where this money is going, and it's not going to the places that it should be going to. It's going to Tory constituencies. It's going to cabinet ministers' constituencies, and it shouldn't be. That's not the idea of it. That's not levelling up. So I'm annoyed about that. I'm annoyed about Pretty Patel. I'm annoyed about £200,000 to redo an apartment in 11 Downing Street. That currently we are now, from what I understand from what I've read today, there is talk about setting up a charitable trust so that actually members of the public can contribute towards the renovation of 11 Downing Street. Because Carrie Simmons has been and got somebody in to do it and it's cost thick end of 200 grand. £200,000 just to do up a relatively small apartment. The last time it was done was 2011 and and, uh, the Cameron spent £30,000 on doing it, which is, by the way, the amount of money. That's the point where the public purse cuts off. So we're talking about a shortfall of £170,000. And I can't understand why people aren't livid about it. But let's put all of that aside. Let's put all of those things aside. Let's 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 forget all those and not worry too much about those. And just say they're minor irritations and that's just me because of my political views finding something to have a go at the government about. So okay, let's we'll box up and put all those away. So let's talk about one percent pay rise for nurses and let's talk about no pay rise at all for the other services. After £37 billion has been spent on a test and trace system that doesn't work, after money has been put and given out on government contracts to party donors for questionable results, after money has been thrown away left, right and centre without any idea or any recourse to it, we now can't find the money to pay the services that have kept us going through the pandemic and I can't believe that the country is not up in arms about it except I can because we're being force-fed Megan that's what we're being force-fed to get annoyed about I'm being force-fed to get annoyed about Harry and Megan and don't look over here don't look at what's going on I, I I'm struggling I'm really struggling back end of this week to understand why we now have in this situation a situation where we've now got people who aren't annoyed and why we've got a government with a 45% you know, approval rating and a bounce in the polls. I, I, I just don't get it. I really don't get it. So I'll leave you with that one this week. And if I sound resigned and like... Uh, I need a large glass of wine then it's because I'm resigned and I need a large glass of wine and I'll pick myself up over the weekend and you know and we'll see what next week brings take care (laughs) 
If you've enjoyed Therapy For Me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.